Hi everyone, Sandman here. Today's video is brought to you by a donation from Abdella, and this is the question that he wanted to ask me. Hi Sandman, I would like to know your thoughts on where society is heading in the future, and what will be the influence of MGTOW in that future society? Well, that's what Abdella has to say. His question is very broad and I'll try to narrow it down to its socio-economic ramifications. Right now the MGTOW movement is still in its incubator stage. Its numbers have been growing over the last few years, but by looking at the number of video views, as well as subscribers to my channel, as well as many others, I often feel that it's reached a temporary plateau. From the middle of 2010 till about January of 2014, it has grown exponentially in a hockey stick pattern. And since then, interest in the movement has been on a bumpy plateau. My data comes from simple Google trend searches, and I'm adding a link in the description below to the searches that I did so you can see the results for yourselves. I've also noticed the steady increase in searches for men's rights. So I'm not sure if the MRAs are holding people's attention more lately, or men are just getting involved in the MRA movement more and not going to MGTOW because they find men's rights enough for them right now. But both MRA and MGTOW are growing their numbers. 2013 was the year of the MGTOW, and 2014 is shaping up to be the year of the MRA. But getting back to MGTOW, I see this movement gaining real power if we face another recession and more men get divorced and see the true nature of women as they get kicked to the curb because they aren't employed anymore. I don't think the rise of MGTOW back in 2009 was a fluke and a coincidence because that's when the recession hit. I think it was directly tied to the economic situation back then. After all, it was touted as a man session because more men lost their jobs than women. More men were plumbers, electricians, carpenters, and bankers in 2008. Once the housing market blew up and their employment insurance ran out, they faced the full wrath of unsatisfied women, and in many cases this led to a greater number of divorces. But it also reduced the number of people getting married in general. After all, unemployed men can't afford to purchase diamond rings for women. I'm also adding a link to an article called Is the Great Recession Linked to a Decline in Marriage? And this article speaks about the idea that when an economy gets bad, couples tend to cohabitate and delay getting married and delay having children. So recessions tend to slow men down from proposing to women. So in the future, as our society faces greater economic turmoil, especially after the shale oil and gas boom, then marriage rates will continue to plummet. This in turn has the effect where people that cohabitate get into and out of relationships far easier than those that are married. And they tend to be more childless as well. So a bad economy will mean more men going their own way. 2014 has been a very good year economically in the United States, so maybe that's why we're seeing a plateau with regards to interest in MGTOW. When the economy goes bad again at some point in the future, women will blame men for it and blame men for being poor providers. Men in turn have their self-esteem destroyed once again and look for a rational reason why women are dumping them and getting angry with them. So men will probably explore the internet and find out about the men going their own way movement, and our numbers will then continue to grow. It's unfortunate, but it seems that things have to get a lot worse before they can get any better. Energy scarcity and other resource scarcity in the future will mean that more men will question what women want from life. And more men will go their own way because they will either be unable or unwilling to provide for women the lifestyle that they're accustomed to. And many men will probably not work themselves to death to provide that lifestyle for women either. Going your own way will be more of an option because men will have far fewer assets and resources to risk losing to women. Men also typically don't have a social safety net to fall back on, so they'll have to be more cautious. 
The biggest threat I see to men going their own way in the future comes from women. If enough women sense that resources will be scarce in the future, they will change their strategy with regards to mating with men. This whole women against feminism campaign that we're seeing on Twitter is women picking the winning side. Now that the men's rights movement has been fully formed, it's now cool and groundbreaking to be anti-feminist, and women are going to say that they're against feminism as well. But in reality, many of them aren't actually anti-feminist. Some of them are saying that so that they can take the pressure off of men. Men fight back against gynocentrism because women are asking for too much. So women are backing off and asking for a little bit less, hoping that male-female relationships will reach some type of equilibrium point where men can still be exploited, but they basically don't complain. Make no mistakes about it, MGTOW is a barometer telling women that they're asking for too much. Let me use a more simple analogy to explain what I mean. Let's say a man makes $50,000 a year after all of his tax expenses. He puts $20,000 away for his retirement as well as spending some of it on himself. And the other $30,000 goes to the wife, the house, and the kids. Everything is balanced out. She shit-tests him to see if she can get the other $20,000, but he never budges. It's his money. She's happy because she works and makes her own money and buys 80-90% to 90 of the shopping with the money that he gets as well as the money that she has. You see, she controls her own income and the majority of his disposable income as well. Now let's suppose that he loses his job and then only makes $30,000 a year because the home building industry sucks and he can't seem to get much work. She still wants $30,000, but he only makes $30,000 total. He has to spend $10,000 a year on his car and personal expenses, and that only leaves $20,000 for her, the family, and the home. She will not be happy and will probably put constant pressure on him to find a better job, or possibly lose her and his family to another man. Her strategy to go out and find another man works only so long as he's the only guy that's lost his job. But what happens when 20 or 30% of the population of men loses their jobs? Women have to readjust their demands and expectations accordingly to the relative amount of income and wealth and resources in society. The American economy has been doing poorly since 2008, and women fighting against feminism is just women realizing they have to start changing their expectations or face a backlash from their male slaves. Make no mistakes about it, many wives are slave masters driving their men to the brink. When men begin to revolt, the straw that broke the camel's back was placed on their backs, and it was too much, and those men have fallen over, and they will never again let another woman boss them around. To them, women are greedy and selfish, and don't deserve the provisions that men give them. This is what women fear the most, that men will go angry and stop providing money and resources to them. If we ever have a fast collapse in our civilization, women will still stand around demanding the lifestyles that they've always been accustomed to and wanted, but men will be unable to provide them. Women may psychologically break men at that point, and if that happens in large enough numbers, then there will be a huge rise in men going their own way. The only way to stop men from unplugging from the gynocentric matrix around them is for women to collectively change their behavior as well as expectations. For them to pretend to be cheap hippies and earthy girls not interested in material possessions. But they would be interested in material possessions, they'd just be hiding their materialism under a veil of poverty. Men that are unplugged as much as myself can never go back. We know too much. And I see the deceptive tricks women use on myself to get what they want. It doesn't work on me because I recognize it now like a Jedi mind trick. I see them sizing me up, or glancing at me, or simply ignoring me if I'm not worth their time. 
Women are terrible because they assume, just because of the way that a man looks, they know what type of lifestyle and assets that he has. Most of them aren't that bright, are they? I know a man that's worth $10 million that hangs out in his torn up jeans. And women write him off instantly whenever I go out with him in public. If enough men become men going their own way, and tell other men about the truth, then this movement will reach some sort of critical mass. And that critical mass will probably not be reached if the MRAs saturate the eyeballs of people on the internet with women against feminism. There are now seven female honey badgers part of the Honey Badger Brigade. And some of the new badgers are in their 20s and very attractive. My gateway to MGTOW was originally the MRA movement. How would I have responded differently today as opposed to a year ago if I had seen hot-looking honey badgers 12 or 13 months ago when I first discovered a voice for men? Seeing that would probably have given me hope that there were good anti-feminist women out there. Instead of going my own way, I might have considered trying to find a woman that was anti-feminist. And I might have created an MRA channel for YouTube instead of a MGTOW one. I also kind of find Jessica Kenny and Ellen Fishbean kind of cute. I'm just saying that there are guys out there like myself looking for information about female nature and feminism. Men are far less likely to deceive other men with regards to the nature of women. The honey badgers of today are probably bringing up rational arguments against feminism, and I know they are. But men can't feel and rationalize at the same time. You can't objectively take a woman seriously about female nature if you have the hots for her. Regardless of the content they present and how great it is, it's kind of suspicious. Karen Strawn, on the other hand, looks as gender-neutral as possible with short hair and plain Jane clothing. This is one of the reasons many of us men took what she had to say very seriously. Because we weren't distracted by makeup, long hair, and feminine clothing. If women want men to take them seriously, then they have to present themselves as plain Janes instead of pretty sexual objects. I'm sad to say this, but the growth of MGTOW depends on the future of the MRA and anti-feminism to some extent. If there are too many women in the men's rights movement, then the number of MGTOWs could start to plateau and then dwindle. A voice for men has already been like a gateway drug for men to become men going their own way. In the future, it also might become a destination for men looking for anti-feminist women to hook up with. This hasn't happened yet, but it would probably be sad if it did, because it's my hope, as well as the hope of many other MGTOWs, to watch our ranks grow. It would be a Greek tragedy if men out there got into their heads that female nature can be changed and they put their high hopes in women and love. And if they put that hope in anti-feminist women, it would basically be like falling in love with a wolf dressed in sheep's clothing. Personally, I don't want to hear about men's oppression from women. I want to hear it from men themselves. Or I want to have men and women share the dialogue together, like a great podcast that Stardust did a couple of days ago with Girl Writes What? And I'm putting a link in the description to that one as well. Well, that's all I've got to say for today's video. Thanks again to Abdella for his donation. And thank you everyone for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.